renegade, renegade. Smoking my flower, got the lemon haze. I'm hitting girl with a serenade. Feeling the vibe that we generate. Renegade, got it made. From different ways, and I'm on the way. Fuck with your man, you can elevate. Boy, I'ma blow up and detonate. Never embellish the name. Not when they knew me before all the fame. But they don't know me the same. Been in the game, and I gone through some change. Can't box me in, ain't no putting in cage Picture it perfect, step out of the frame Wildin' shit out, I put can in the shade Ride around town with the crew We around, what you niggas gon' do? And your bitch stuck to me like glue And you sick, it's okay, let it brew You a lame, it's a shame Cause you knew that I fucked your bitch the same night as you When you think about it, what you gon' do? Me a sucker get stumped out too Cop it and park it in place Rollin' up, sparkin' in Spark. Windows down, blowin' your face Cops looking out full of hate Cause I'm renegade, yeah. heaven made yeah. Life put me under the shade Love cut me up with a blade Bleed out the feelings they face Still. Gotta say, by the way I'm trying to be booed up with LMA Lady no telling them things Never Bunch of them floating the wings uh-huh. Renegade, never play I prefer running the game I run it, taking off, flying away I see the sky in the way Listen, hold up. You got to be ready because I'm, I'm coming in. Like, you're going to have to forcibly interject at some points today because who knows? <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Rabbit Hole Sessions. We're here. James getting hydrated real quick because he knows we're about to be in for an exercise. Big How gulp are you, of James? water. How are I'm you, James? Good. Living. I'm alive. <laughs> That's good. Living is always good. I'm TOD, Tyler on demand, Tyler, all that shit. I should have said Tyler on demand first because that's what the release name is now. But it's just me, young Jimmy Jams, James, yo, young Sir Chiro himself. Say hello to the mm. people, dog. Let them know hello. how you're feeling today. What's the energy? Hey, like? uh, I'm on, like, you ever open the fridge and you think there's nothing in there, but then you open the drawer and there's like one slice of cheese and one slice yes. of bologna? That's me. Yeah. So you're feeling blessed. Energy. You're feeling blessed. <laughs> yeah. You're finding joy in the little things in life. That's good. Yeah. Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want every rabbit hole sessioner listen. Wow, sessioner. Every rabbit hole session listener to know, because James wasn't on the last podcast, but we talked about contentment and anchoring your happiness and the small things that you can find throughout your day. And look, oh, wow. he's already on the same wavelength. And you know he didn't mm-hmm. listen to the episode. He's on the same. Not yet. On the, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> it's I'm saving right. it for the flight. Saving it for oh, the- there you go. It's all right. I already asked Emilio on there. He said he didn't listen back either. So there's no, oh, there's no. no shame. There's no sh- which I'm not surprised at all that Emilio yeah. doesn't listen. Yeah. I bet his excuse oh was like, God. I'm here. I'm, 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 I was doing the I talking. already did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, but I told him, yo, if I didn't have to edit it, I would do the same. Like, it, there's just such a nice, ah, uh, I spoke and now it's gone. Someone else mm-hmm. deal with it. <laughs> Maybe one day that'll be uh, that'll be the rest of us. But we are here. Me and young James, we're here for a little uh, part one, I guess, because we, we just couldn't all get together today. But we had to make sure that... Uh, we did a little something. James is dedicated to the content and all of you. So, of course, he had to make sure he got on the uh, got on the pod because the boy is busy. You heard me and Emilio talk about Bird Out last episode. The boy is about to jump right into it, into the fire. And that's actually, let's oh, just, man. I was, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But how is your newfound, uh, like, renewed mental freedom? Because you just came from the COVID test. Oh, wait, shit, yeah. you didn't get the results. Oh, you just came from No, I there. did. I did. Oh. I did. It was oh, one you of did. the 15 okay, test, yeah. Man, How it was feel? quick. I walk in, there's no one in there but like one nurse. Yeah. Uh, um, she takes me back. The doctor's like, "Hey, pull down your mask." Um, <laughs> At least it was a mask. 
Some yeah. people have horror stories of other things. Doctors asking yeah. them to pull down. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Are we starting hot, baby? I told you, James. <laughs> and so she puts the, the little swab in my nose for 15 seconds, longer mm. than it's ever been done before. 15 is a long time. It was very long. <laughs> and I thought I could handle it, but my eyes started twitching in a way I've never felt it move. And then a single tear dropped. Yeah. And I went, uh. And then she stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and then she stopped. And then, and then like, she stopped. Okay. Yeah, she pulled out, and uh, she was like, "All right, you're done. Oh I'll, my God. I'll text you." Quit later. crying. <laughs> oh, oh. Damn. So you started crying. She pulled out, and then was like, "Yo, I'll text you whenever I feel like it." That's. Do you sound like a <laughs> bottom yep. bitch? That was exactly what happened, dude. I feel. This, I went to one um, that was just by my house. I was like walking home from actually getting coconut water, which is hilarious. But I was just walking home and there's a random pop-up one and I got my shit too. And it was basically the same thing, you know, like they just stick the cotton swab there. They fucking, do, and I was trying very hard to not basically do that. Cause I was literally about to until she pulled it out of my nose. And while she stuck it in, I was, cause at first it's like, it feels like Star Trek alien drilling into your head, right? Like it feels like, mm. oh my God, they're trying to probe me for information, right? That does not feel good. And so she's like, oh, you're good. Cause I'm just trying my hardest not to move. And all I can think of is, well, it certainly doesn't feel good. So get it the fuck <laughs> out of my nose. Why are you swabbing for so long? It's, it's, it's one nose. I, there's not much space. And it was the same thing though. That shit, that like tear shit is weird. Cause it didn't hurt. Yeah. But it's like that's the first time that area of my body has felt any touch. So it's pain inherently, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah Is that kind of like what yeah. it felt like? Yeah. Well, it didn't feel good. Yeah, I know. But was it like I'm crying? Only I'm, You've cried for physical pain. Only one eye teared up. So I think it was just a natural reaction. You that's know? what I'm – okay, there we go. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because we've both, I'm sure, cried from physical pain like – you know, you get hit too many hard, times. you fall off your board many times. <laughs> mm -hmm. You fall off your board, right? Something like that. And shit hurts. So I'm going to cry. But it wasn't like that. Like, it didn't, it wasn't in my nose, like, yeah. oh, shit's bleeding. It's tearing <laughs> up. Like, oh, this is it. It was just like, damn, this is literally the first time I've ever felt a sensation in this part of my body. So it hurts. It's sensitive. Sensitivo. Like my emotions, James. All right. Oh, we're getting into that. <laughs> but you no, know, I mean maybe. Who knows? But you, <laughs> <laughs> but you got the results same day. Did you have to pay for that? Same shit? day. Uh, yeah, it was. Oh, okay. It's under insurance, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. The only thing I've heard of like getting your same day results is kind of have to pay a hefty amount of coin. Yeah. Which I'm just like, really, dog. Global pandemic. You're gonna make us pay. I think so it was up to like two hundred dollars. The one I heard was 160. So like yeah. it's it's right about there. I was like, are you fucking kidding, dude? That is if that doesn't illustrate where society's priorities lie, I think that I, I like I don't know if anything else can. I actually it's funny because while we, before we started, I read like a random Instagram story because I'm just I'm in uh, I'm in DM DM mode. <laughs> I'm in DM the <laughs> the girls you think that are cute that say something kind of poignant. Uh, I'm in that mode, and so I did that, but like. I mean, I did think a poignant thought from the thing that the girl posted. It was basically saying, like, don't y'all think it's funny that your government is more prepared to go to war with you than to give you basic health care and basic, you know, access to needs and shit like that? And it made me think, yeah, there's a National Guard. There are 
militar militarized police departments right so it's like yeah. there's the and the national guard it's more scary than funny honestly it's terrifying <laughs> yeah i know it's one of those scary funny ones right but it's like the national guard is literally made for internal conflicts because the the army like the u.s army is legally not allowed to get involved in internal conflicts right so you have to have a national guard and it's like god fucking damn they're already prepping to fight us like They've the government ready. is and they're volunteers too so it's also like it's people volunteering for this i mean i guess mm -hmm. it's all volunteers because there's no draft for the army but you know what I'm saying, essentially. Like, those guys are carpenters. They work right. at, you know, whatever, whatever their own mom and pop store in their normal day. So I was just like, damn, yeah, that's kind of scary. And this is kind of the same thing. They're ready to charge the shit out of us for something that nobody has a cure for rather than saying, hey, nobody has a cure for this proven deadly disease, but we're going to make you pay for it anyway just to see if you have it. And that's just one of the things they've done because oh, they yeah. continue to push – Reopening the economy instead of oh, being shit. concerned about our health or livelihoods. Shit, bro. Or anybody I was just, who, who just I'm glad you brought work. that up. I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because I got on the tee the other day. I had to go down to my producer's place. So I just didn't feel like walking too fucking hot. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, if it's all risk <laughs> corona for heat. You know what I'm saying? Even though our president did say when it gets hot that the disease might die out because it can't survive in heat. But... He's a moron, so uh, we don't really <laughs> we take what he says in stride. You know wait, was, is that the first time you've rode the subway in like a while? Um, I'll be honest, I rode it like kind of near still even the beginning of Corona, and like when they were once they started saying you didn't have to pay because I figured this was my thought. Ooh, you don't have to pay. Well, now you do, which is why I was gonna yeah. piggyback off what you just said. But my initial thought with taking the train and shit was, first of all, there's nobody on the train. That's one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I live mm -hmm. at a point of the line where, you know, it's, it's close enough to one end, but also far enough where it's like, okay, I see how busy this train's going to be today. Right. Cause it's like, you're six, seven stops away from an end. And depending how many people are on there, it's like, oh, it only gets busier as we get further in. So I know what we're about to be in for. So by the time it gets to me in the beginning of Corona and shit, and even kind of in towards the middle, there was like nobody on it ever at like ghost mm. town. You would maybe see one person. And I live out my windows. I can see the train all day, like when it passes through. Right. So I can see this whenever I fucking want. And you would maybe see one person on one train that went by throughout the whole day. So I'm thinking, OK, there's basically no one that gets on this train specifically from because, like I said, I'm towards one end and they clean it heavily because this was before the Corona shit started getting lax, which is what you just mentioned. It's kind of lax now. So if they're cleaning it heavily, there's constant ventilation with central AC and shit, and there's really nobody on it, probably kind of, and it's free, probably the best time to actually ride the subway. Like, <laughs> not only for Corona, but you're not getting tetanus, like you're not getting herpes, like you're not there's getting not anything. throw up on the floor or anything like there's that. There's not piss, you know? there's not just yeah. homeless people that will, you know, God bless them, but harass you for no reason. That's happened to me on the train before. So it's I think like, that's happened actually every time I've gotten on. And like I Every time? No lie, like almost every time. Look at that, that's, that's a symptom I mean, of yeah, the city, yeah, dude. Bless them. It is that's a symptom of the city. If we were to talk about societal structures and shit, that's like one of those things where I think I mentioned on an episode where I think one of the world's problems is um, like entities being too big or shit. You think about cities like Boston, like New York, all these huge cities where we're just stacked on top of each other mm. and live, live with each other, especially in a capitalist driven society. It's like, of course, there's going to be homeless people. It's almost like by and people who are downtrodden and shit. It's almost like by nature of this structure. There has to be people that are going to be like that. 
And when it's kind of like, ugh, that's kind of nasty. Yeah. And if you're anything above that, like, class or status, quote unquote, I don't say this to demean people. It's just, I mean, this is how it's looked at of people in the society. You kind of ignore it because it's like it's it's tailored perfectly so that you have your own problems that you have to worry about and like your own dreams that you can also try to aspire to that you don't even think about. Oh, of course that guy's homeless, right? Or of course that woman has nowhere to go. Because that's what capitalism does. It pushes people to the bottom so that people can, uh, uh, what's it called, rise to the top. And I don't know, capitalism is weird for me because I think there are some very good aspects of it. And I think a lot of innovation and progress that the world has gone through, especially in, I would say since America honestly became a country, has to do with capitalism. And I think it has a lot of, positive benefits like i would argue that the general welfare of the world is better than pre-american industrial revolution i just mm. think sometimes it's over concentrated in certain areas usually like the western powers right like yeah. it's just mm -hmm. over concentrated but i don't even remember what i was gonna say i don't know <laughs> help me help me transition uh, help homelessness me was on. a symptom of capitalism pretty much uh, yeah that's basically it that's basically it and that's just about analyzing the societies you live in you know you got to see what the fuck's good it just sucks that we're good. completely numb to it now yes and that's part of the design of are, too you know? it's part of the design to literally make you numb to it because like i said you have your own problems and well, you have your on. own dreams go ahead i guess go ahead. not numb to it because it's more like you see that and you don't want to be in that position Oh, and you know that that's a position. Wow. Dude, that is an amazing point. So you make them pariahs. Like, you make them lepers. Like, I'm just not even going to wow. approach them. Because I don't even want to, like, be infected with poorness, basically, is what it's mm -hmm. like. And it's like, damn, that is sick. That's and sick. And we'll see it. And we'll, we'll, we know it's an issue. And we know that there's people that are, that are like, millions of people that are homeless. Yep. And instead, like, instead of giving affordable housing or anything like that, cities will just put spikes on benches so that... That These people nasty, don't have places bro. to sleep, so you can't, you don't see them. You're like, oh, you don't like seeing that? Okay, fine. We'll just make sure they're not we'll around. Pretend it doesn't exist, right? Yeah. Like, what's all this shit with racism and police brutality that we all talk about? Just gets swept under the rug. Homelessness is another one. I genuinely like feel ill and wrong in my stomach when I see benches that have those spikes and shit. I'm just yeah. like, guys, come on. They literally have nowhere to fucking live, and it's at least warm enough outside. Where they can just sleep in the fucking grass because they have nowhere else. Like when it's winter, especially like in Boston, New York, these Jeez. homeless people out here, oh my, like are probably some of the toughest people that you'll ever meet. Hmm. Like not even tough, like, you can't fuck with me and shit. But it's like, you've been walking down the street in a Boston bad winter. That icy wind will literally cut your face, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can feel it marking up your face. And they just have to sleep and live out in there. They don't get to go to the buildings here and there with the AC, or sorry, not the AC, the central heating and shit where we would, yeah, it's sucking we're outside, but we could go to somewhere that has some heating. We can at least have some wind protection. They don't. Those must be some tough motherfuckers. So it's like, those are almost the people that you would want to empower and like have them doing the hard shit that takes like mental toughness. Because those are the people that survived the worst things while constantly being surrounded by what they could have, but because of whatever reason... They don't have it. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I bet my life on this, that most people who are poor or, like, who are homeless, not even poor because that's a distinction, who are homeless are people who circumstances due to, like, government or society weren't there for them and they fell through the fucking cracks. Like, whether it was something like mental illness, whether it was something like maybe missed an eviction, or, sorry, one rent payment and got evicted because there's 
no rules to allow that or like some type of payment plan or anything, you know, where it's like these super hard, strict rules that just force people out and turn them into assets, not people anymore. So it's like you're just a number. You're not a face. You're not a personality. You're not a person, basically. You don't have a story. You're just a number over there. You're a zero or a one, basically. It's like fucking code. So yeah. it's almost like if you put those people in the positions of, I was going to say power, but just to succeed, I can only imagine it's going to be good. I can only imagine because they just must have such fortitude. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know if I've ever, I've never really like spoken at length with someone who's homeless. And maybe that's different in somewhere like California where it seems like, I, I'm not going to say homelessness is like part of society. I mean, they're part of all the societies that we just said, but I think what's it called? Skid Row. Is that the area in LA that has like the biggest homeless population ever? And it's kind of like its own town or some shit like that. I didn't even know about that. Um, it may it, that may not be factual, like the name, but I know that's an area <laughs> in LA. I just don't know if that name is right. But yeah, but dude, it's basically like because the weather's just kind of nice all the time, so you can just like be homeless outside. Yeah, oh, <laughs> just nice palm trees and shit. I guess that's better than like doing it here. So right, you know, so I would move out this kid row over fucking Newberry Street. Easy, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Oh my god! I wonder the fact how the homeless that just a city of 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 homeless people. That's, that's what, what I'm said? saying. Like a town. It's, it's like a whole people? section of LA. Like that's crazy. It's almost like a grand neighborhood. <laughs> that's so wild. I can't even visualize that. That sounds like a, Me a Family Guy skit. You know, like jeez. Oh, Yo, man. Family Guy fell off for real. For real. I tried to tap back into it recently. It fucking fell off. The old Family There's Guy. There's only like, so much you could say. Like. But you'd I think, think you'd think with like even shit going on now, you'd be able to come up with better stuff. Well, it's kind of easy to make jokes about what's going on now. Good point. And Good it, point. they're all just kind of like dark now because you hear a joke and you're like, ah, that's true. Shit kind of sucks. It's the truth. <laughs> Back in the days when Bush was president, that was fucking prime Family Guy. That oh, was yeah. prime Family Guy. The Obama shit, like, eh, dipped down a bit. And then ever since Trump, honestly, it's been shit. Like, I've really not enjoyed it. It's like, God damn, come on. You'd think this would be easy material. But like you said, it is easy material. I bet that's why SNL thrives and shit during a, the Trump presidency more than they did during like Obama and shit. Because it's just easy. Easy to make fun yeah. of. Er, orange Cheeto puff guy oh, with bad hair. It's so it's funny. So easy, that's yeah. so funny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to build in the laugh track. You'll just have fucking Twitter going, oh my God, SNL, <laughs> you speak for us. Ugh. Ugh. That's all I have to say. Ugh. That Corona shit, though, it's back to the original point, <laughs> is the tea now does make you pay when you get on. So I think that is a testament to what you said about uh, the attitudes are kind of dissolved. They're kind of just gone. It's kind of just like, oh, uh, now you're back. And I thought about that. I'm like, fuck, that means I'm probably going to start paying my student loans again soon. <laughs> if they could fund, if they could, why, why is the tea just not free? Why? Bro, I totally agree. Public transport should be i don't know about free but severely severely subsidized because like cheaper than it is go, now two dollars a day every day is like maybe twice a day it's not even two it's like 250 275 yeah, 250 every day that shit raised that shit has raised i think jobs. every year and a half that i've been here and i've been here five years so that's a lot of fucking raises in the price. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's wild. And again, I don't know about free because it's like there's some part of me that feels, okay, if I live in a society, I should, should contribute to the public transport, especially if I'm going to use it. I'm going to use well, that, is that shit. That's what taxes are for, isn't it? Exactly. 
Hey, that's what I thought, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought they were for. Nobody knows where not. these tax money goes. And then how is it still like, oh, we got to raise prices in the tea and it's losing money? How is it losing money if you're raising prices? And also, I thought I was paying for it already. Not only when I show up to pay to get in, but in my taxes. The tea's not privately funded. At least, I don't know if it changed to that. But for the most I knew, it was publicly funded. Mm-hmm. Publicly funded. So what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm literally about to, my bladder's about to burst. Give me one second. Go ahead. James, I was coming in hot, so I had to make sure I fueled up uh, all types of hydration. All types of hydration. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me take a sip. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm glad you support it. Anytime my mouth got any closer than this to the mic on the last episode, it was just straight head shake and disappointment from Emilio. <laughs> I feel like Emilio's my father and you're my brother. It's like we do... <laughs> We support each other's idiocy and get get on each other's idiocy. Emilio just looks down on it. Like, yeah, he's just what like, is, what, well, are you what doing? is life if you can't clown around, bro? I agree. I agree. You got to be a clown. You got to have time to clown around. That's actually funny because I was just talking to shout out to Asim uh, about before this. We were talking about just the ability to like be dumb or like oh. the allowance to just be dumb. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? And just say dumb things. Oh right? yeah. Like we live in a world where. You're afraid to say your own opinions for one because you're afraid to get judged as like sexist, racist or any of that shit. When you literally might just think things that you've been told and we'll never get to that if we judge based off how we phrase it. You know what I mean? We'll never actually get to the idea and why it's wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. If you shame them before they get to it. Exactly. Because then they're not going to say anything. And Mm -hmm. shout out to Asim. He said Mm -hmm. this. He's like, I will not be ruled in a world like, sorry, I will not live in a world ruled by fear. You know, like. You're afraid to say something because you think someone's going to lambast you and you're going to lose shit about it or from it and over it. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I'm not going to live in that shit. Like the PC kind of culture, because that's where it stemmed off of. It's just you end up talking about the terms used rather than the actual fucking point. And that even goes back to our uh, Uh, what the BIPOC. Exactly. We literally did a whole episode about that. (laughs) I tirated for like 45 minutes about that when... It's like that. That I mean, that's not even the real issue. 
racism, right? Is the systemic oppression. That's the real issue. And don't get me wrong. We spoke about it in that and how maybe ways that, that we could help get to that. But it's that's it. It just anchors you in fighting shit that isn't the actual idea. And it's, I mean, I jokingly said, make America dumb again, bro. That's like what I want to go for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's actually the problem. Maybe too I think much it's of America like, is dumb. When you're with your friends, I think it's easier to just relieve all your stress because you're comfortable with those mm. people. And when you're not, you're usually having conversations where you have to be just more aware of what you're saying, you know, like yeah. more conscious. And it's almost like you have um, to be perfect. It's like making this battlefield. It's like, yeah. well, I'm just trying to talk. It's not a battle. No, I'm not saying go say sexist shit to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> or anything. No, because I mean, sometimes like some people are scared to, to say what they think because they're actually sexist deep down, you know, but mm-hmm. or, or racist deep down. But for the most part, um, which I'll be honest, don't be afraid to even say that. Say it and I'm going to judge you. Because <laughs> you should be judged. You should be judged if you think racist and sexist things for real. Yeah. Sorry, finish your sentence. No, yeah. Um, or thought. Um, the thought is, I think with with your friends being dumb is so fun. It's just it's the best. It's so it's much the stress fucking best. It's where like, the most fun comes from. I be having conversations where I don't even say anything with someone. I'll just go gooby da ba da ba. I meant actual words, but, but I understand the point. No, I hit the lowest of low of them. Um, slip on banana peels and shit. <laughs> no, but you bring up a good point when you said friend group because it's about context, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why social media and shit and like cancel culture is kind of a problem sometimes. Case by case, we can have discussions about. Don't get me wrong, people. But it's like social media is I get to see your thoughts but don't know the context behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you, me and Emilio and maybe like further reaches of our friend group are just hanging out in a room and I say something wild, it's like, you know, the context of the wildness. Right. Like there might be an aspect of all right, he's literally just saying it to be dumb and we all know it's dumb. He knows it's dumb. He's saying it. That's just yes. why he's saying because it it's funny and it's dumb. And yes. it's we're all like recognizing that. <clears throat> We're laughing at the idea of what's being said. Like, it's so absurd what's being said because we don't agree with it that that's what's funny. You know, mm-hmm. like, do you know what I'm saying? Can, mm-hmm. can you chime in on that at all? Maybe help me word it better. Um, I can't help you word it better. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no I know exactly Listen, what you as long mean. As, it's just, okay, it, that's It's always good. been tough for me to explain, too, because um, so when I first got to college, I was scared to make jokes and be like as outgoing as I was because mm. I didn't know if some of the people would get the jokes, especially the ones where yes. I was being dumb on purpose. Yes. I thought some people, like Which, when let's I did be those honest, jokes, being I thought dumb pe- often is offensive things. It's just because we're dumb. Like we're being dumb <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, keep going, keep going. And I, um, like some people would look at me not knowing that I was joking and I'd get oh, really self conscious. Those and looks I, suck. It, it ruined my self identity because I was like, "Man, maybe I am dumb. Maybe I am saying stupid shit." And maybe I, like, I am I don't an asshole when I'm doing it. Yeah, maybe I am an asshole. But when you're more comfortable with someone, you you just you just know. You know, yep. you're, you're aware of that person. And those like being comfortable with someone helps you be comfortable with yourself because you realize there's literally no hatred in me when I might make, let's say, a, like racist joke. Let's just throw that out there as the example. I know, and the people I'm making the jokes to, which is also like you got to recognize who you're around. That's like a self-aware thing. But we all know, for example, let's – I'm just trying to think of one off top, but not like a too spicy one. (laughs) Like let's just think of – 
fuck it. We'll go with one that might be seen as positive. Chinese kids are good at math, right? Like if I make a joke of, yeah, you know, Kevin, whose real name is probably like Kang Wong Shang, right? And, you know, they adopt their Amer American. He's sitting near me in class. I was trying to look at his paper. I wasn't trying to look at your dumbass, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. It's like there's a racist shit there because I'm like, oh, because he's Chinese, he must have the right answer. So I'm going to look at his shit. But there's. We're laughing at the dumbness of that notion, right? It's almost like, Ed, not to self-murderize myself, because I'm definitely not speaking about me specifically, but even just in this idea, <laughs> even just this idea, is like, I'm assuming the role of the dumb idiot so that we can all have a laugh, including myself. Like, I'm laughing at me assuming the character of the guy who would actually think that. Because I think he's dumb, and I think making fun of him is funny. Right. Like, and just that's kind of the humor that we generate. And it's almost like it's a, it's a way of dealing with it. It's a way of dealing with fucked up shit. Humor is a defense mechanism is a, in a lot of ways in my life. Definitely. Like some yeah. of the saddest things that happened to me, I'll laugh about like when I talk about it, because there is an aspect of kind of funniness in it. And you know, obviously there's that sadness in part in it. But you have to like you have to set yourself some type of conduit to deal with sadness or bad shit which has its positive negatives and people people just deal with it in different ways mm. and i mean i i'm along the lines of humor too because like my family never stops making jokes anytime yeah, same. there's anything <laughs> going on i remember there was one time i was really young and two of my cousins got into like a big big fight on new year's eve yeah and i was in the kitchen with my grandma and my uncle and we were just we were eating and they started fighting we look over my uncle said oh hell they fighting over me <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like knocking each other's teeth they're like, out and they're shit. fighting hard and he's just cracking these jokes oh me and, yeah and i think i think um i don't know it's just like a cultural thing yeah um, what do you think about like, the toxicity of that because i grew up in a very similar environment so i think yeah. that's why i am the way i am yeah i think as long as you're aware that you can't solve all your emotional issues by making jokes about it mm. and sometimes you need to be a little deeper and right. talk about things then hmm. it's fine um where do you like i mean we don't have to get to specific anything if you don't want to but just do you ever notice there are times where you consciously make that decision in your life definitely yeah definitely definitely i try to be always conscious of it um of like when it, when it's time to make jokes and when it's time not to yes yeah, mm, definitely. I think that's why I'm an asshole, I guess, at heart, because <laughs> I also consciously recognize that and then still make the joke. So Maybe guess, that's the separation, I guess I'm honestly. actually an ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you got to be honest with yourself. You can't change anything you don't actualize out loud, I guess, I suppose. Um, I wanted to talk to you about just – did we already intro the show? We already said, hey, uh, it's us, right? Yeah, we said hi. Okay, we did, we did. And we said it's Rabbit Hole Sessions. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. Fuck it. If you clicked on this, you know it's Rabbit Hole Sessions. If you're clicking on this out of nowhere because you just heard Impact. Speaking of which, sorry. Deep, Dope. deep. Yeah, I was about to say, we'll veer before we get into your question, but I do want to get back to that. Or sorry, my After question. After that question, you. I might have to leave too. Whoa. 
I have to well, no, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Okay. That's totally fine. It's part one, part two, so it's all good. We don't have to make it like a full episode length. All I was gonna say is, yo, go stream Impact. Like it's out. The fucking album's out. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And people, I mean, I've been getting some good responses from it. But I just wanted to go further and further and further. Please stream Impact every single platform. Go to TylerOnDemand.com. It'll give you the links you need to your platforms. If it's not there, let me know. I'll send you the link. I'm still adding a couple more. And also, it gives all the information about where the Excuse me, all the money's being donated to and why I chose those places. So I think it's very uh fruitful to go look at. I know young young Jimmy, young Jimmy McMoney took a took yeah, a little be. peep, took a little peep to it. He called me, <laughs> giving me a very, very sweet, very heartfelt call. You're allowed to support <laughs> your friends, people, by the way. You're allowed to. I hate when people fucking will wish a rapper happy birthday in the comments of ten thousand plus that they don't know that they know will never be seen, but won't even stream my fucking album that's being <laughs> donated to help people. It's like what the fuck? I feel like that's targeted, man. It's gotta be. Listen, but you know what is funny? Actually, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I might be an innovative genius. <laughs> I, I might be because I am able to capitalize on hate and monetize hate for the greater good. I'm definitely not the first person to monetize hate. Think of Floyd Mayweather. Probably more people want to see him lose than see him win. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And don't get me wrong. He can use that money to do what he wants, of course, whether it's to further his own personal fortune or help people. I don't give a fuck. All I'm trying to say is I'm taking that hate and I'm actually making it for a greater good. Like if people hate me and listen to it because they want to trash on it, great. They listen to it. If people listen to it and like not because they hate me or anything, but they don't like it, great. You still listen to it. It's still getting donated. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. And if you love it, great. It don't matter. It's still getting donated. So I'm just like, look at me. Look at Tyler on demand, young T.O.D., <laughs> innovator in his space. Now, of course, when I mentioned this to my sister, she had to bring me down a peg, <laughs> not to get too ahead of myself. Of but I'm glad that's an aspect of the album, that no matter what, it's going to a good place. That's good. That's, that's good. it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to sing your praises about it, James. Clearly, I'm fishing for it. Clearly. Oh, right now? <laughs> I- that's why I well, now I'm not because we said it. Yeah, I know, I know, but it hasn't been public. But now it's not organic, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Just know James like it. James likes it, so that's enough of a stamp for you to go check it out. You know, he's got very high taste, very high taste. Put that in the the reviews. That James likes it. James likes it. Mm. That's the stamp. But. James, we spoke about Emilio and I on the last episode about like burnout and just everything that both of us have been doing and all that shit. And, you know, this please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying you haven't been dealing with shit right now, but you're coming back. You're about to come back to Boston and you're about to we spoke about it. You're about to dive into a lot of things pretty soon, actually. Mm-hmm. Emilio's film being one of them, which we spoke about in the last episode. So I just kind of wanted the opposite and I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but the opposite of burnout, maybe coming in fresh and where your mind's at with about to come in and like really do a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this just yesterday. So I hadn't been stressed this, this, this time about coming back. Right. Yeah. I was, I was fine. Um, people kept asking me, Oh, are you ready to go? They always say that ready to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's just something I have to do, but it has been a very long break. A very long summer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, and I don't even consider it a break because I was still yeah. having a lot going on. Not even just. It's no break, dude. Like this shit brought a whole other existential yeah. crisis that you got to worry about, which is yeah. a disease. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. It, that's what everyone's going through, right? It's like 
It's like it really you plateaus how time, excited you can feel about. I mean, for me, graduating. I was like, I don't give a fuck. It's Corona. Mm-hmm. Summer. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. It's Corona. New semester. Maybe for you, it's like, I don't give a fuck. It's Corona. <laughs> <laughs> but no, continue. Please, please. Continue. Yeah. Um, so then I started thinking about like maybe yesterday about things I had to do before I left. And then I was like, oh my God, when I get back, I'm going to be nonstop moving for like mm. the rest of the semester or until I know I'm coming back home or something, you know? Because mm. when I'm in Boston, I consider it like I'm working. That's work know? mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm home, I'm so comfortable here. It's it's easy to just relax. Mm. Um, but I think I've had quite a bit of emotional burnout recently just with mm-hmm. family stuff. So um, it's good. It's going to be it. I'm excited to get back into being productive as like maximum productivity right. that, I, that I do in Boston. Um, and I think after I, I'm done feeling nostalgic about the time I've been here, hmm. I'll be ready to t- take on any responsibilities I have when I get back. Because mm, it feels good it, to like do work that like is, feels meaningful, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like emotional burnout just kind of hurts. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> it just weighs on that's, you. Like that's kind of it, it. It's not like, okay, this is done and I'm, I'm proud of it. It's more right. like, man, I'm done and I survived. Like shit, I just went through some shit. Like, I now I'm here. I just happen to get here. At least mm-hmm. this shit, it's like, okay, I'm about to work hard. I'm about to put my all into this. And then I'm going to, it's like going to the gym. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. feel good after breaking myself down because this is how I build myself back up. And that's weird because that's like mental. There's obviously the physical aspect, you know, you'll be moving around with the film shit. We're literally going to be moving around filming. But even mentally, like, it feels good to kind of work yourself down to your base, you know, and try to build something back up. I guess we forget the brain's a muscle. I mm-hmm. often forget that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to work it out the same way as any other muscle. Only way it gets better. Mm-hmm. Mm. What, are you, um, what are you looking forward to when we come back? Anything specific that you have your mind on that's like, yo, this is that shit? Or are you just ready to jump back in? Because um, I've got some ideas for you if you don't have one already. <laughs> good question. Uh, I know that. I'm going to be doing a lot of filming that first week. Mm-hmm. Then I'm back. Um, I mean, I'm excited to, I guess, just have full access to film tech and like mm. a crew, even like like any TV and working with them Oops. again. Sorry. To do small projects every now and then. Um, yeah. the I, I, I'm excited for the opportunities that are still yes. available in Boston. And there's like a nice. We were doing uh, rehearsals for the film, Emilio and I, with some of the cast the other day. And it just felt good to, I think I said this to you maybe on the phone, but it just felt good to like leave my house and do something. Like something that felt productive, something that was with other people. So I mean, was productive, don't get me wrong. I think it was productive rehearsal and we're going to make some great shit with the movie once we're done. But it just felt good to, it was the first time I've seen Emilio in a long time, right? Like it was just felt good to actually be around people who are kind of all there for the same thing, which is let's get this done and also be around some people. You know what I mean? And for anybody who needs to know, I'm Corona negative. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier, but I don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have Corona. And the guys at the film shoot didn't either. So it was like, okay, this is dope. It's nice to actually, also that was another thing, be in public with people who you're not really worried about the Corona shit. I mean, obviously at any moment, I guess, hypothetically, you could pick it up. Right. And I said to Emilio, when we were talking after the rehearsal, I was like, 
Dude, the truth is, if you take one step out of your house, and arguably inside your house too, but that's a different story. If you take one step outside of your house during all this, you are making the conscious decision to risk getting corona. You know what I mean? And it could be the case where I go to the grocery store and there's been like 50 people maybe who were there since I was, right? Like, And maybe 20, 20 of them are in there at the same time I am. There might be nobody in that store that has corona. They may have wiped down everything and it might be literally completely clean. And then there could be the opposite case where I go to this film shoot. There was, I think, five of us total, including Emilio, maybe six. If two of those guys have corona, I have a much higher chance of getting it than when I went to the grocery store, right? Even if I trust them and, like, the people I'm around and shit. So the tr the truth is you're really taking a dice roll literally every single time you take a step out of the house. So if you're willing to do one thing, you're kind of – there's kind of no reason – Unless it's very specific, like I know someone has corona, so I'm not going to go there. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Or a COVID party. Or anything like that, yeah. Right? But it's like you have to adjust your lifestyle around this rather than – I don't – I mean this is mindset. Please tell me if you disagree at any point. But you kind of have to adjust your mindset to live with it Then I don't even know what the opposite is. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But where are you landing on this? I don't think it should be like that. I don't think we should have to feel like we have to live with – the fear of getting COVID. Mm. I think just how it is now and how our country's being run, we most people kind of feel that way where it's like you have to work. And if Do you're you not live, working online, then sorry. you have to go out there. Do you live with or, the fear of getting the flu? Do you think about that every day? No, no. Me neither. And I was wondering, what is it going to take for Corona to get like that? Is it a vaccine type of thing where it's like, yo, we're pretty sure this works, but I mean, people still get the fucking flu, even if they get the vaccine, you know what I mean? So it's not, obviously it's not a perfect, uh, hundred percent thing. And we just kind of, you know, accept the flu is out there, that it's always something that's just going to kind of change. We'll come back. We'll do what we need to do each year, but we just live every day and don't think about it. When I go play pickup at the park, I don't think about the flu, like pre-corona and shit. I don't think about the flu. When I went to work, I didn't think about the flu. I just knew it was flu season. Right. Yeah. And you know, the classic, throughout corona has been comparing it to the flu i think incorrectly it was a little too early right very incorrectly very incorrectly we know, we know a lot about the flu exactly you know exactly I'm, great point so it's just what would it take for corona to get to that point just vaccine herd acceptance i think mm, and that's the hardest huh yeah i think well i think i i know that when the vaccine comes out there's going to be people that aren't going to take it Oh, so fact. it's not gonna be wiped out completely. You're right, dude. Not we need to look at when open. the we we need to look at when the first flu vaccine came about. What was the reaction to the first flu vaccine? Whoa, dude. Because even now, people don't get the fucking vaccine because they think it's yep. bad, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so of mm -hmm. course, people are not gonna get it fresh off Corona. But I was thinking about this the other day, and I spoke to my friend Alex, um, and he was talking about it, or I was talking about it with him, and then I asked him the same kind of question, and he was like. Well, the biology, he was listening to something. He's like, the biology behind the virus is as it exists and like mutates, it gets more um, contagious, but less lethal, right? Because as a virus spread, exactly. I had literally the exact same reaction. I was like, how the fuck does that make sense? Break it down. <laughs> I, I like literally asked him, I was like, dude, that makes no sense to me. What are you talking about? Wouldn't it be more lethal the more it spreads to people and evolves and shit? But he was like, well, nah, because... A virus is like any living thing. Its motivation is to survive and spread. 
right? So if I get the virus and I die, the virus dies with me. So as it spreads, yes, it's evolving in the sense of like it has to work past each individual person's immune system and shit. But at the same time, it's trying not to kill the person with each evolution and with each spread. Because if the person dies or the host, they die. So as it, it wants to actually be super contagious but not kill you, which is the flu. Now, obviously, wow. the flu still kills you. Dude, it literally blew my mind. And I said to him, I'm like, that's actually so fucking simple. And that's when you break it down, it's that's such a simple mind thought. Mind-shattering. <laughs> it's so simple. And then I realized, like, wait a minute. Of course it's simple. Viruses are single-celled organisms. Of course it's simple as that. We're the complicated shit that has, like, overthinking everything. Like, <laughs> Not even, like, yes, yes. And then it's just, like, in terms of our makeup, like, we're multicellular. So it's, like, we have multi, multi all this shit. A virus is one cell. It's single-cellular organism. It's very... I'm trying to survive. Let me do this to survive. We think we have individuality. We have fucking mitochondria, but also red blood cells. And then also fucking neurons, which are all different things and shit. And it's like, I almost respect the virus more because like they got to work. Or it has to work hard as fuck to actually overcome us because it's so basic that it's actually trying to attack this super complex and convoluted thing. It's almost like us trying to figure out a new planet that we are not adapted to at all. It's like us moving to Mars, which is kind of fucking wild to think about. I don't know. Okay. I think we, <laughs> I think you have to go. <laughs> I'll leave you with that. I, I mean, oh, do, you have, do you have to go? Yeah. Okay, cool, because my next question was going to be much longer. So <laughs> I'll we'll save, save it for the next one. episode. I'll save it for the next episode. Um. Yeah, so shout out, y'all. This is part one. Thanks for listening. James, of course, thank you, brother, that we made the time. I'm glad we got the whole episode together. We missed you last one. And I hope next next one we might be in person for. Maybe. Ooh, Probably true. the one after. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll have to work it we'll out. See. It might be the one after that. But, oh, God, listeners, please, if you're listening right now, tell your friends that the time to get in and catch up is now. Because I'm telling you, once it gets in person, I'm turning it up another notch. You may have thought these last two or three. Yep, James. Yep, you better inhale. You better. Be. You better deep breath. It'll be tough. I'm ready. So anyway, uh, anything you want to leave the people with, James, before uh, we transition them out of part one? Um, let yourself breathe every now and then. Mm. Mm. And go stream Impact while you're at it. Tyler on demand, not Tod. Tyler on demand. Impact. The cover is a fist through the galaxy. Black fist. So. Check it out. <laughs> it's important. It's, I mean, it's important yeah. contextually. It's important. If you want to know why it's important, go listen to the, the last episode. I actually explained the fist and, like, the color of the fist, why it is, and, like, the specific shade of black that it kind of is. So if you're interested, go check that out. Uh, otherwise, peace. Uh, we'll see you in part two and next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, yeah. You only seen the prologue. Quarterback, author, make this story go long. Go. When they make it to a movie, this the opening song. A reminder that I knew I'd be a great all along. <laughs> Been tried by the fire, you can feel the glow. This the type to lift me higher when I'm feeling low. Come on. Yeah, 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 I have. 
Try through the fire, trial mixed with tribulation Redirect flow, needed me defibrillation Heart pumping, pour it out in the booth Got the bass jumping, mean it's time for some truth Anytime I start something means I finish it too But before I continue, I got a question for you What's that? Bastards, cotton traps faster Trap. Bad actors cast disaster yeah, Hate's a pitiful power We come together speaking one building towers yeah. Growing out seed to a sunflower What you do in the day for me is usually an hour <laughs> Check the clock We still going though uh. They went underhanded trying to gain the upper hand I reached mine out, they wouldn't take Didn't understand, oh, yeah. what's the point in fighting over how we congregate Tried to show the futures, now we ain't gotta wait But no luck, didn't pick the phone up Nope, voicemails of them dial tone tough But what does that really do? Nothing After deliberating, I am set on liberating No more debating, it's just on to creating okay. Study hieroglyphs on my hyacropolis My hypothesis is it's not apocalypse mm. Through the fire holding water, hydrolysis Clark can't report live from Metropolis.